Good evening, everyone. Um, today's episode is late for a lot of reasons. Um, today is November 4th, and there's still a lot of um, uncertainty and a lot of uh, conversations being had that are taking quite the toll on our region in America, but also the world. That being said, I have some poems that I wrote tonight in a writing circle that I was not going to share, but somebody saw a snippet of one while I was on camera and requested to hear the whole thing and then requested to read everything from tonight and said that it was in fact what the world needs. So um, they are broken, broken up into three categories, warm up, main prompt, and personal prompt. None of them actually fit the brief for any of the prompts, which I think makes them all the more inspiring um, and to be honest, I had no idea what today's episode was going to be about. I am still incredibly shocked that this podcast has the following that it does and the love and the audience and all these remarkable things around it. So I had not intended to come up with so much content for you guys. Uh, and it's starting to be a little difficult. So, um, yeah, here are these poems. From the warm-up category, we have poem number one. We all know the story about Little Red Riding Hood. No matter which version you know, you might even love, there's a big bad wolf. But what about the basket? Have we ever stopped to consider the mark being confined to a box actually leaves? And why is she always taking cookies? What about fresh vegetables from the market or some homemade jam for the toast? Does it matter that the wolf is bad when we can't even be bothered to ask grandma what she might actually need? Poem two from the warm-up category. When I was little, too little to actually remember this, my grandmother loved telling me about God and angels, but she never once said anything about those being stories. Thinking that if I believed in the same things as her, then I'd grow up to be good and good little girls are the only ones that matter. She won't talk to me anymore, no matter what I decide to believe. And the final poem from this category, uh, take three. Tell me a story, the one about Alice, but do not remind me about the queen. Replace her with the bit about the Alice roses. Remind me that looks don't matter, neither do the colors outside, so long as you manage to shine. Tell me a story, 
give me something to think about that isn't the world. Tell me a story. Main prompt, poem one. We were buying a few new Game Boy games to get us through the summer break, only half as long as it really should have been. This man came in, hurried and shaking, robbed the register, had a gun. I, well, I was about eight, meaning my babbling brother was only about five. The man running the store called 911 gave us each an extra game and a bottle of water, too. When the police got there, they didn't ask what happened, but rather what we, as a young family, did. My father had a record of lies and false reports. My mother had complaints, also false, to fill any book. We went to the station. We answered more questions than about that day, to explain how we were treated each new day and if we had anything else to say. Nothing ever came of the $800 cash or even of my wolfish den. Take two. I want, I want to write about the man from Houghton who thought he'd make a better father than my own and a better lover than the one I already had. I want to tell you how he tried to go to all my basketball games and choir concerts and still be welcome in my mother's house without her. I want to remind you that the detective thought I was high until she met my father and decided that all little southern white girls have daddy issues. She was from Pennsylvania and couldn't understand family dynamics that don't have to be stereotyped. But I also don't want to talk about any of this because his name still makes me sick. And I missed my best friend's wedding because it's not safe for me to ever go back there. The next prompt um, was my main personal prompt, and there are a couple poems for this one. Poem one. Even, I'm sorry, when even you resulted in baking quarantine bread while the rest of us attempted to get on with normal, I knew normal would never be able to arrive. No, many, no matter how many cups of sugar we add to the dough or spice to the holiday season pie, would even you decided to get out of bed just to cook something that none of us had ever even tasted? Because really, these are the kind of things that continue to remind me about normality being just as much of an illusion as time. And if you, of all people, are jumping on the bandwagon, then the entire world is fucked. I think this is a good place to pause and talk about today's sponsor and then return with the remaining poems. So we're back. Take two. Sunlight gently fills the room, kindly pulling me out of bed, hungry and sweet toothing again. Pull on the t-shirt, the one we don't talk about, don't want to, do not need to. Slip on the new slippers and padding down to the kitchen, knowing the house will wake as soon as something comes out of the midnight splattered oven. 
and count the eggs still chilling on top of the on the top shelf of the overly bulk of a fridge. Guess I'm making cookies for breakfast and you. Not just you. No one can change my mind. So here, here we go, measuring out the two eggs, the four cups of flour, a cup of sugar, two cups of brown sugar, because you know what? I can. No chocolate chips, but I have Bailey's espresso chips. Exactly enough of that. I could use the mixer, mom's pride and joy, but where's the fun, the music, in something like that? <clears throat> While they bake and the sun continues to rise, I am standing at the floor-to-ceiling cabinet trying to decide Kenya or Sumatra for today because coffee. Pulling them from the oven, others begin filling the kitchen with daily to-dos and cookie counting instead of the calories. The day may not be sweet, but God damn it. God damn it, I will be. <clears throat> Poem number three. I know to make cookies, I need eggs, butter, sugars, flour, and vanilla. I can add chocolate or peanut butter or leftover walnuts, but I don't know the goddamn ratios and my phone's still charging upstairs. Today is both a cookie kind of day and a this-is-good-enough one, too. Some things that don't go together but are the same nonetheless. Another first word dump. Evidently, prompts do not matter. They are thought-provoking little haunting bastards meant to be felt and not seen. Another poem about Jupiter, not the god, not the planet, but my Jupiter. I am sitting in a new class while cozy on a guest, guest couch in a home that's supposed to be partially mine. We are so diverse, even you would cry tears of joy, even now. We are taking the personal and making it political, and my God, God damn it, darling, your story is so much of both. I can't even bring my safe, myself to call your name, to write this poem and share it without shaking. It feels weird to call you Jupiter out of the blue, but it's the only fitting name that doesn't make me cry. We're talking about race and regionality and mental health. All the things you and I were too young to know but passed notes about anyway. Because who hasn't already learned that dinosaurs were real and the earth does still spin? Why do we need to spend an entire semester on this? Someone bought me socks with planets and coffee in the design. I wept at the thought of having to go for coffee without you while wearing them. You. You'd be so fucking proud of where I am now. But this, this isn't the same. Next. If sadness is a banshee, then loneliness is a doppelganger disguised as myself. Because the sky reflects the ocean, or is it the other way around? Anyway, loneliness is a doppelganger. So if I seem a bit far, spacey, or more distance than normal, remember, keep your distance. And the final poem. I cannot 
and I will not say this any other way, but racism is a bitch. And so many of my group, my friends, my loved ones learned that too early on. We turned hot chocolate into espresso by age 10, and there's still something so potent about cocoa and the connotations it can carry. D loved K and J was all for Kennedy. Only none, none of it could last. Our school was mixed up, but community couldn't handle that. And I'm still so shook by the results. I cannot, and I will not say this any other way, but racism is a bitch. Um, once again, I know this is not our typical episode of Learning to Fly the Podcast, but I thank you so very much for tuning in. I thank you for viewing this space as a place to have the conversations that need to be started and say the things that are the most difficult to say. Um, some of those poems were much more blatant than the others, so please make of them what you will, but know there are very many difficult conversations that we need to be having as a country and as a planet. Um, and as always, I thank you, and I love you, and I appreciate you for joining me here on Learning to Fly the Podcast. I'll see you again tomorrow.